The following podcast was recorded on May 27th, 2020. Um, this was two days after George Floyd was uh, video recorded, murdered in the streets of Minneapolis. Um, and at the time, um, while we were shocked by the footage, we didn't necessarily have uh, an appreciation of the gravity of the moment. And um, as the days kind of went on and it was time to edit this together, it felt less and less relevant. And honestly, it's it's been hard in the last few weeks trying to find where comedy or where randomness does fit in to the conversation right now because people are active and speaking out for reform to end racism to end abuse and prejudice but it's not going to come immediately because people are active right now it's not going to come soon it is going to be a long hard fight so what does that mean does that mean we only focus on the serious and the angry and reform or can we find a place for both conversations? I think it's the latter, but I, I don't know. And um, I hope you'll have a little bit of patience with us in trying to figure out what that balance is. So we put together this episode and we hope that you will enjoy it. And at the same time, keep uh, fighting for the rights of everyone in this country, uh, not just a select few that are born into privilege without actually doing anything to earn that place. On behalf of everybody here, I just want to say uh, our hearts go out to the Floyd family and um, every family that's been affected by brutality. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, I guess that's really, really the point here. So without further ado, here is our episode on reality TV. All right. Um, sorry, I was a little, uh, we were talking about Randy Savage just before the show began. A little Randy Savage coming through. Welcome to Wrong Side of 30, episode something. Episode 5, I think. That's right, uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Everybody, introduce yourselves, please. Hi, it's Keisha. Hello, it is Billy. All right, guys, so, um, hope everyone had a good week off, um, Memorial Day. Oddly, I think... Billy went on vacation in the middle of a pandemic. I don't I don't exactly know how that works, but I'm sure we'll find out. So what did you guys think of uh, last week's episodes? First time we went with the topic. I think it kind of worked, which is a victory in my book. What do you think? It was the first episode that I did not mind my parents listening to, and they actually were able to follow along. So I, I would say that it was a successful one. Um, no, I, I thought topics were a, just a terrible idea. And then my wife complimented me about how angry I was and how much better of a podcaster that made me. So she told me <laughs> she was leaving today. She left the house. She took the dog and she was like, double down on rage. Just Dang. get as angry as you want. That's support. Yeah, so I, I have a free pass. Dang. My favorite part of Angry Billy is Angry Giraffe Billy. I don't know if you guys are have seen the little Animoji or 30 emojis as we're calling them, promotional <laughs> items. Somebody asked me why I do those, why I make them instead of just recording our video feeds. And I'm like, who the fuck just wants to watch like three people in a fucking Zoom call for an hour? <laughs> You made that up. No one's asked you that. I was going to say, who asked? We don't have any Paula? fans. If there were fans, we'd Vader? be getting royalties right now. No, he was, this person was not a fan per se, more <laughs> of a uh, former associate. I mean, do people want to see us talking about this stuff? No one wants to watch just three people in random rooms. But like, I thought like watching an angry giraffe is, it's interesting. How did you pick the animals for us though? Um, 
which animals had necks? The octopus doesn't have a neck. Well, yeah, but the octopus is a full animal. Like all the animals that have heads, I would have to construct a body for. And then without a neck, it actually becomes a problem when you go for your head up versus down. So I, I, I made my decision based on what would be the least amount of work. This is all a farce. It's really because of tentacle porn. He, he assigned you octopus due to tentacle porn. There's nothing that can be done about it. And it's also due to your Asian heritage that he decided That's on tentacle racist. porn. It's real fucked up. And I'm sorry, Keisha. I, I feel really bad for you. I could have been a panda. Dude, I did not assign her an octopus because she's Asian. I thought about assigning her the unicorn because she's a woman, <laughs> which is less bad, I think. No. Is it? It's empowering. You're like a mystical creature. I let I let Keisha choose, and she chose octopus. I did. I did. You didn't even ask me. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, no. It because the giraffe just worked. I don't know what about angry giraffe is funny. Yeah, it just looks like a horse that got beaten up and like neck stretched. <laughs> you guys actually watch the thirty emoji things? I do. I sent them to you, and all I hear is, "Cool." I I do the la 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 la. And you're sending them to me in the middle of a work day where I have like eight back-to-back meetings with Fortune 100 companies. I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Pick the goddamn giraffe. <sighs> All right. Um, so last week, we spent a lot of time talking about monetization, making that money. Did we make money off the emojis? We actually lost money. Come on. We lost money because I had to pay for <laughs> stock assets. Like the backgrounds and oh stuff. Yeah, I thought so. Are we in the um, red? We're in the red. Yeah, now. yeah. We are. You you have no idea how in the red we are. It basically matches this T-shirt. That would make sense if you weren't a wild animated boar. <laughs> but I found a way, and the good thing about this is it doesn't have to be split revenue, right? That sounds good for you. Cameo. <laughs> No, 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 wait, no, split, no, it's good for what, you. Wait, what, what split, what else, What are we splitting revenue on? If we had revenue from TV, from t-shirts. Is that in my, from, con- is that in my contract? No. Well, God, no, because no. there's no revenue. Okay. So if we had revenue coming in, we'd have to split that. The company would have to make some money. You guys would have to make some money and I would continue to make nothing. <laughs> um, you are the company. You make money. That's like Bill Gates saying he doesn't make money when Microsoft makes money. No, my checking account is not the same thing as the company's checking account. Come on. Yeah. If he has an so LLC, He's Will, protecting himself really? against uh, sole proprietorship risk, but I want money, not Cameo fame. Okay. Okay. So, no, well, okay. Well, but the thing with Cameo, though, is you are on Cameo. It does not involve me, and That's it true. does not involve the company. So you get to keep all of that money. All that cameo money. This is like if you got a homeless guy on the street to like wash a car for your car washing company and you're like, I'm not going to pay you to wash these cars, but if you want to open <laughs> up your own car wash business, <laughs> like no. there are going to be a lot of people who are like, hey, Billy, I hear you wash cars on this corner and it would be a great idea if you started your own business. I'd pay you maybe one cent more. So, Billy, you obviously don't understand how cameo works. So for you and everyone else. Who might not understand let me explain it's an app that um celebrities and quasi not really celebrities and everyone in between 
can sign up as talent and then people can pay them to record customized messages like for a birthday or an anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have one from one of uh, Keisha and I's favorite reality show stars, which fits yes. into the topic of the day. Um, the best reality show uh, ever made, uh, 90 Day Fiance, introduced us to uh, a, a lovely fellow out of uh, <laughs> Las Vegas who lives with his mother, who had a Colombian wife that beat the shit out of him allegedly uh or was at least arrested for beating him up a few times Mm -hmm. i have to say allegedly so we don't get sued his name is uh colty and i'm gonna play you the cameo that he recorded for my friend's husband's birthday and just you know to you know silence any concerns that cameo is weird awkward and um you know degrading hello todd happy 38th birthday I hear you are a huge fan of me and my sweet, adorable kittens, <gasps> Cookie Dough, Sugar, Wolfie, oh, Callianne. It's so awkward. And then there are How many ki- Izzy and Bella. Is he just naming his sisters? No, my mother desperately wanted. <gasps> oh, house full of cats! How joyous and fun! You love Animal Crossing. Shut the f up. Oh my god! So you play the new one? Was it cool? I never got into Animal Crossing, but I do like um, um, home. Guys, this is our ticket to fortune. Is he just having a conversation with this guy? He's kind of having a conversation with himself. Harvest Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. I got it. I love whiskey, especially Jack. I think like she probably sent him a list of like her husband's likes, and he's just like going down the list (laughs) and being like. This is how I feel about X. This is how that I feel about Y. That would be y. amazing. If somebody just sent me a list of shit and they're like, hey, what are your thoughts on this list of 10 things? That would be amazing. Here's $80. Oh. Ha- Guys, we're set. Have you ever walked through the list of celebrities and how much they make in Cameo and how it's changed over the 12, 18 months? It's pretty funny. So like, you know, Troy Aikman or someone like that used to be maybe like 300 bucks or something like that. And now it's like 1200 bucks. But then like Rudy Rudiger or someone like that may have gone from like 90 bucks to like 60 bucks because no one was using the guy. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you guys think I cost? I bet you pay people to $69 lower, lower, a quarter higher, $1 higher. Wait, isn't the minimum ten bucks? People coin. Yes, there's a minimum. Minimum is probably eleven dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. No, twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. Has someone paid for you yet? Not yet, but soon. But what are the services that you're offering? Like, are you off? Like, what are you? What is special about your voice and your face? Nothing. Nothing is special about me. I don't know why anybody would use it, but I figured I'd put it up because it can't hurt. It's not going to cost me money. That's true. That's why I signed you up, Keish, and why I'm Billy. I'm waiting for your permission. Put you on there. I haven't gotten any weird requests. I kind of hope I get weird requests. <laughs> Speaking of which, you should check your email because you just earned your first $20 on Cameo. <laughs> oh, my God. As I... Uh, completely ignored everything you discussed for the past two minutes and submitted a request and paid you handsomely one Andrew Jackson for your services to be rendered. 
Thank you. I'll get to that when I can. Sorry, Billy. We're not all rolling in money. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. This is important. This is important. So my wife was in a local real estate uh, class, and I, I think she was actually teaching it. And there was somebody in the class who started saying, yeah, there's this guy on next door, the blah, 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 in the neighborhood. And my wife goes, is it Brandon Farmahini? <laughs> no. And she said, yes. No. She, the, oh realtor, the realtor used to live in your neighborhood. And she was talking about like an anonymous person who lived in your neighborhood who was always ranting and raving on next door. And my wife. I'm not ranting and my raving. My wife called you by name. And the other person was like, oh, you know, Brandon. That's fucking awesome. I'm not ranting and raving. So what happened is, okay, so to give you an idea, <laughs> if I get a phone call and it's like um, a dude with a thick Indian accent claiming to work at Apple Computer. Apple can hire people with thick Indian accents. I mean, that's... that's Yeah, but if it comes from like an anonymous number, if I know this is a scammer, that's 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes of my time. I don't care what I'm doing. I'll put everything aside. I'm going to spend 30 minutes fucking with this guy who's trying to scam me. It's what I like. I don't know. Everyone has things they like doing. I like fucking with with spammers. So um, as you guys know, like everyone's kind of been in quarantine recently. And during that time we've been in quarantine, like I've started to see on Nextdoor posts by this woman who was recommending this handyman and she would always use the same really terrible ad copy to promote him. Like if someone asks for recommendations next door, you're like, oh yeah, I use this person. They're good. You don't, you know, have like, you know, copy that you read out of like a fucking newspaper or hear in a podcast. So it was constantly like, I highly recommend David Pixley. He has done several jobs for me. Very reliable, punctual, informative, and pays great attention to detail. His skills are limitless. Blah, 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 blah. And it was that over and over and over. His skills are limitless. So like every single day, I would see that flash up and a lot of times in threads that weren't even relevant. Like someone's looking for an electrician. This dude's not an electrician. They're like, my dog's missing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you should try David Pixley. So... Then I looked up her profile and you can see all their previous posts and all of the threads she started and over like 200 comments are all about David Pixley. And I'm like, this person, this is just a spam account. And it just started driving me mad. And like the next time like I saw her post, I'd start joking with her about David Pixley and I'd like co-recommend him because... The only truth I know after being in quarantine these last three months is that there's a man named David (laughs) Pixley and his skills are limitless. And it evolved into like me talking about how I've started our own religion, uh, cult. Dude, that's why she fucking hates Unknowingly (laughs) by David S. Pixley. Uh, I added a middle initial for effect. Is she related to this guy? um, Like, is this her son? In one of her comments, she called him her nephew and it came up later and was like, well, you're just, you know, trying to get work for your nephew, which I get, but you're just spamming everything. And she's like, you idiot. He's not my nephew. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, but, 
That's what you said in a comment. Like, I'm just going off of what you read. Joke's on you. So I'm like just trying to like argue with this old woman and it's just not going anywhere. So then I get bored one night and I just start making memes. Um, The first meme is, and a lot of these you could just make online on random websites. Bart Simpson writing, I recommend David Pixley. His skills are limitless on the chalkboard a thousand times. So after the Bart Simpson meme, I made one from The Shining of her <laughs> fucking trying to break in to one of the rooms. That's yeah, great. I highly recommend David Pixley and then Jack Nicholson's <laughs> face. His skills are limitless. That's pretty good. And then uh, another one, I took a screenshot from uh, Khaleesi coming out of the flaming, like, you know, I don't know, the flaming shit. And like a fake news thing, David <laughs> Pixley emerges unburnt in fire. His skills are limitless. Um, and eventually she grew tired of it and she reported me. So a spammer reported me for cyberbullying. And if that's not the most frustrating thing in the world, I don't know what it is. I was doing like God's service. You should really stop cyberbullying. I was not cyberbullying. <laughs> Yeah, so the, and the, this lady lost patience pretty quickly. Uh, like, I think her first comment was, get a hobby. And I'm like, what do you think? What do you think <laughs> I'm doing? This is my fucking hobby. All right, we've spent 30 minutes not talking about reality television. God Maybe damn we should it. refocus. We have a, no, but you can't even, you don't talk about it because we haven't even formally announced our topic yet. No, Brandon said it earlier and I was buying his when? fucking cameo and you didn't listen. When? When and it's it's gonna be in the title when they click okay, on well, it. Okay, well, he made the Randy Macho Man Savage on. reference and then said, "Blah blah blah, reality television, which is our topic for today." That deserved more. You should have like ramped that up a little bit. Well, luckily he can fix it in post. On the fuckers, <laughs> on the subject of topics, we have no way of picking a topic. Like we we knew like all right, topics work because they kind of keep us on a path, and it doesn't really matter where we're going, just as long as. There's a place we're supposed to go, even though we're not going there. We know we're supposed to be there. So there's no process for picking a topic. So I don't know how how you guys want to go about doing that. I chose next week's topic by buying a cameo to where you are forced to say <sighs> what I ask you in the cameo that then we can use to have a topic. So... I think the goal of, in, in the interest of this podcast making money, and specifically Brandon, who bought me a really shitty mic stand, but a really nice mic. I didn't know it was a shitty mic you stand. You got to pick it. You didn't pick the right mic stand. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awful. But the point is, should you want to have control over the topic, the right of prima nocta, you might even say, you can cameo, <laughs> you can you can provide a cameo payment of $20 to Brandon Farmahini, and you will have the choice of the topic. Subsequently, if no one chooses to pay for the right to name the topic, we should once again allow me to choose the topic since no, I paid for cameo most recently. As long as we can all agree, because I feel like no one had an opinion on what the topic was. Um, but I was watching a, a pretty interesting clip of um, coronavirus related, because obviously everything's corona, corona, corona right now. Um, Big Brother, um, for those of you guys that are not familiar, it's a reality show where they take, you know, 20 strangers or whatever, 15 strangers, and then, you know, you have the black guy, you have the racist guy for them to fight with, and you have, like, the 
young virgin or whatever, you know, random group of people that are going to fight. And they put them in a house and they do not allow them to leave that house. They have no contact with the outside world. The only time they inform the cast of something happening in the outside world is when something bad happens. Like when 9-11 happened, they had to tell the cast. So they put the videos online of telling the different Big Brother shows because there's different shows in different countries what was going on. And the one in Germany was, you know, it was kind of calm and, and measured because the producers came out on stage and maybe that's what they do whenever they have to talk to the people. I don't watch a show, but it was, you know, you're talking to a person, you can kind of read their expressions. The Canadian version, however, they asked everybody to gather in the living room for an announcement. And the only thing they heard was the producer over the loudspeaker. So no face. So no. Was there like a, was, you know, like a siren from. when there's like a disaster in a movie? Like, yeah, they have some like weird thing. That's like basically announcement. Everyone come to the living room and everyone's kind of like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. And then the explanation from the producer is very slow, giving everybody time to dissect like every single word that's being said. And they're like, you know, normally we don't tell you what's going on outside unless something really bad happens. And it's like close up at everyone's face. And they're like, before you went in, there was like a virus in China. Since you've been in, that virus has spread to every country around the world and has become a global pandemic. And, and imagine what it's like to not know what's going on right now because like we have gotten bad information in very little pieces over a long period of time imagine getting it all at once but not being clear like hey society's still around like people are still acting normally like just starting to hear like these details of like you know businesses are shut down boarded up if that was me in that house and i started to hear a global pandemic has broken out and we're not sure what's going to happen next. The first thing I would do is grab a bottle, break it, stab somebody <laughs> in order to assert dominance and leadership. I'd go full Mad Max instantly. Well, okay. If you were there though, would you have rather, would you have it where you found out about everything in pieces like we did now or all at once? In pieces. That's way better. Is it though? Hey, BT dubs. Now this is spread here. Now this is right here. Yeah, because because like right now we don't know that things are going to get super bad because we've gotten bad news in pieces. So it's less bad. Like imagine on the Titanic if they were just kind of like, all right, guys, uh, we're headed towards the iceberg and we're, we, we can't we can't turn away. OK, guys, the iceberg's coming in three minutes. Guys, the iceberg's coming in two minutes. Guys, we hit the ice. Like you'd be, you'd be more desensitized to no, it than like dude. everything happening. I at would once. totally be like, listen, you got twenty minutes. We're about to hit an iceberg. We're all gonna die. Do whatever you need to do now. Jump off. There's gonna be boats. Like, tell me, and then let me process and determine what the best next steps are. Don't you got to watch that clip? I'm telling you, it's terrifying. I would have been full Mad Max, naked, face paint. Yeah. Within like ten minutes, I I just ready to lead. I, it. I have a question for you. If some, what country was this in? <laughs> Canada. Canada. So if someone said this today, which is what, May 27th? Maybe this was mm -hmm. last updated yesterday, but like if someone led with the entire world is falling apart, everyone's dying, life will never be the same as we know it. And then you said, oh my God, how many people have died in Canada so far? And I told you 6,500 people. What would you say? 
in how long? In how the long? The entire virus in Canada, 6,500 people are dead. But how long had the... I mean, if if it only had been like, you know, a If that month, was like... Yeah, if that was like a week. I'd be concerned. This was yeah. the length of the virus. So if they so announced like it months? today and said, yeah, all of this started cropping up in two months, it'd be like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, how many people have died in the U.S.? Uh, well, the U.S. is the worst country, and it's just over 100,000 people. And you'd be like, okay, so that's less than... See, that's what I think like the German response. That's why I think the German response works because you have somebody in front of you and you can like talk through it back and forth. It's not just a voice like shouting information at you. Would you so it would be like so would you rather have it like in um, America's Next Top Model where it was like Tyra Mail <laughs> and then they have to like sit around, they're all excited and they open it and it's like the world is ending. <laughs> Don't touch it. Yeah, anyone. no, that's way better. <laughs> There's just something about hearing a voice just say bad and negative information that's just so much worse to not have somebody to look at because you feel like okay if i can see this person and they're telling me bad news i mean they're still here so like they didn't hightail it so like i'm okay but i'm like this person i hear could be a hundred miles away by now are, are they is this is this like a a radio connection like but that led me to uh pick or suggest i guess without much opposition. Uh, reality TV as our topic. Um, reality TV pretty much, um, you know, got popular, super popular in our our lifetimes. Um, and I thought that'd be a, a good place to go with a good, uh, a good, uh, a good subject. Although I don't know what makes a good subject. That's true. Only the people who donate on Cameo.com, that's C-A-M-E-O dot C-O-M, Brandon Farmahini, topic du jour. You have the power, people. Go vote in this election. All right. So to me, reality TV pretty much starts with real world and road rules on MTV. They, every single trope that we're familiar with, they kind of developed through the years what? and we didn't what about cops remember cops wait That's wait wait really that was like the first body rea- cam tv show like okay. cops hate body cam because of cops i think we need to define what a reality tv show is yeah please because i don't i don't know anything about it except for cops um well i think you have a few different styles you have the documentary style which i think you know kind of follows cops um <laughs> wait cops is not a documentary style yeah cops cops was a documentary about cops it's called <laughs> cops it's <laughs> featuring subcultures professional activities financial transactions and appraisals these are the subgenres genres oh, wikipedia okay then there's structured reality where you have a special living environment kind of like a big brother Real world or uh, Big Brother. Mm -hmm. Court shows, uh, investments, outdoor survival, uh, makeover and self-improvement, renovation, business improvements, social experiment, hidden cameras, supernatural and paranormal, (gasps) and hoaxes is apparently a subtopic. And then you have a reality competition and game shows, like dating-based. Go back to the supernatural paranormal. That's the I'm Yo. I'm now most interested in that as a uh, I Yeah, no. there's plenty of those shows. No, like Brandon. you never saw Fear on MTV. That's not super Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is a good one. That is a good one. But I've been no, trying no, no. to get Brandon oh, to do a thing or talk about the show that I'm obsessed with on Travel Channel 
called Paranormal Caught on Camera. Why don't you fucking talk about it? You have a microphone in front of your face. Okay, but like, okay, so what it's, well, it's on my top five. So we're going to wait until we get to the It's top like five. you go to a house and then there's like a camera and a light and the light creates a lens flare and they're like paranormal activity and they all start masturbating simultaneously because <laughs> like, they love no! fucking ghosts. It'll get, it'll be on my top five. I'll tell you about it when we go. What about 60 Minutes? Is oh. that reality television? You know, 60 no, Minutes? No, no, that's just news. Oh, okay. Is Unsolved Mystery a reality show? No. That com- that combines crime, real life. It's like a true crime show. Cops. It's not reality. Or Reality a, is you just or get a, a bunch of or a current affair. dumb people together and follow them around with cameras. That's reality TV. To Catch a Predator? Yeah, Kind of, yeah. I, to Catch a Predator is awesome. That's like my favorite show. There's a new kid to catch a predator. That's all. That's my night is done. <laughs> Road rules and real world are pretty much like the bulk of the reality TV in the 90s that we know. Uh, there's maybe some smaller shows. Those were the ones with the biggest audience. And then at some point, networks figure out we can produce reality on prime time and it is going to save us a shit ton of money. So then we see reality really explode especially on like fox mm-hmm. uh, but we also see reality shows on other networks like survivor really kind of like go crazy and like this is i think the point you have any reality show that anybody can come up with at all gets greenlit mm-hmm. like i think my favorite is the one where they had the japanese guy that ate all those hot dogs kobayashi yeah it was Kobayashi versus a live bear in a hot dog eating contest. And they were like right next to each other. So Kobayashi's eating and he's like staring at that bear because he's afraid it's going to like attack him. And you're just like Kobayashi's going to destroy this bear because the bear's not even interested at first because he doesn't understand I'm on a reality TV show on the Fox network. Does the bear then- also have like a t-shirt on? Like No. <laughs> No, this does not look like a circus bear. It looks like they got this bear straight out of like the fucking Revenant. It's like a Kodiak bear. Yeah. Um, so eventually the bear works his way over to the table with all the hot dogs and then starts inhaling him and destroys Kobayashi. Yeah, they should have gotten... So Kobayashi's not even that good anymore. They need to get Joey Chestnut in there. He's been winning for yeah, years. Yeah, Joey Chestnut. Or that Asian lady. This, this, this was, this was Women late 90s, never early 2000s. There's an Asian lady who was really yeah, good at it. I'm what sure she was mean? great for a woman. It's like the LPGA. It's just not going to pan out for you against Joey Chestnut. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and to give you an idea, Michael Buffer did the intro. For Kobayashi and the bear. <laughs> you guys know who Michael Buffer is, right? He's the, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. So Fox makes a bunch of other terrible reality shows. Uh, I think my other favorite being my big, fat, obnoxious fiance. It's where a couple have to uh, convince their family that they're in love, even though they just met for the show. And go through with a fake wedding and make sure no one in their family objects. But the woman like in the couple doesn't know that the guy is a professional actor who's like basically acting like a total goofus and slob. So it's ethically questionable on many levels, (laughs) but, but there's money involved, right? It's like a million dollars or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a million dollars in the early two thousands and late nineties, you know, anything went. That's like, 10 million dollars now right is that how inflation works no. guys that's not how inflation no don't, don't not, you work for a as... bank oh it's less 
It's less. Wait, <laughs> no, that's no, it's more, but it's not ten times more. This wasn't like I just, <gasps> I just want to confirm that she works for a bank. I don't anymore, probably because of my fucking horrible math skills. All right, Keisha, you have a top five for us though with reality TV, as I understand it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have? Where's my music? Toby. That is not. That's not my intro. I want to hear how they introduce the bear. You- now introducing <laughs> to my right, his opponent, the beast. He descends from Kodiak Island, Alaska. Fully erect, this beast stands over- Kodiak, there's a fucking Kodiak bear, I knew it. 1,089 pounds. He can digest over 60 pounds of food in a 24-hour period. He possesses the ultimate appetite for destruction. Oh, damn. Meet the beast. The Alaskan <laughs> Cruncher! <laughs> now again, the contest begins as soon as the bear eats the first hot dog. Oh, I thought they would just say... Bear. The bear! <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. All right, you boys and girls. It's time for Five Things with Keisha. With your host, Keisha. Five Things with my girl. I like it. All right, all right. Okay. So when we figured out what our topic was going to be for today, Brandon recommended five worst reality shows. And I said, nay, that's too easy. So I made it about me. Because <laughs> that's so much harder for you. <laughs> I decided that it's going to be the five reality shows that I would love to be in. Number five. That you would do well in? W. No. W. Divas. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that I would do well in. Mm, maybe. So, number five for me was The Amazing Race because I think I'm smart and tenacious and I'm a go getter and I'm cultured. And I think I do really well in stressful situations. And, I feel, and it's free traveling around the world. Yeah, yeah like, before like shit that? went down with COVID. And that's you know what I mean? obviously like, the power of self-confidence because almost none of that is true. <gasps> you worked at a bank and didn't know how inflation worked. <laughs> you also we didn't, didn't have, we, last episode, you didn't know how to subtract three from 20. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm I'll not give a you a second banker, chance. Okay, I'm in marketing. So yeah, so Amazing Race, yes. The free travel was pretty cool. I think, was it a million dollars again? I think so. You'd go with your sister, right? Yes. Okay, so this is like a topic too. Like if you had to think of, like if you're going to be on this show, are you going to be someone that picks your significant other or do you pick like your sister or your best friend? I would pick my significant other because she's the only human being I like. Um, besides you two. <laughs> um, you don't Keisha, I, you, you and your sister wouldn't be entertaining. You and your mom, on the other hand. Wait, you don't think me and my sister gold. would be entertaining? It would be so funny. Billy, have you ever played Pokemon Go on? <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to tell I'm Billy? Aware you're aware of it, yeah. Can you tell Billy what your mom had this weekend? Okay. What I What that so video she, I saw? Oh, my God. Okay, so my mom is obsessed with Pokemon Go. Her her big how old is she she's she like seven (laughs) so (laughs) the biggest thing is ever since covid happened she can't go out and spin pokey stops and also get her steps to hatch eggs. oh i'm sorry did the digital universe of pokemon also get infected by the disease like our our poka centers closed because do you have to wear a mask when you go into the pokemon they're pokey stops they're not centers so 
<laughs> she's really frustrated because you can't you for you to uh, like to crack these eggs you have to walk like certain kilometers right and it does that by tracking like the fo- your phone and where it's moving the problem is pokemon go tra- traces your gps so you can't just like move and like move your hand and then it's going to get like steps it actually tracks where you are my m- so you have to be like in houston to get lapras Pre- yeah oh wow yeah i played pokemon fuck off so my mom was like i figured it out so recently pokemon go launched like a release that matches or syncs up with your google fit account so google fit tracks your steps or movements and then transfers that data into pokemon go and then updates your like kilometers to hatch your eggs so my mom was like okay one plus one equals two she bought three versions of those little devices that move your phone so it mimics walking and so she had three of them to test which three different brands. three different brands off of amazon to test which was more effective and she did like <laughs> experiments and like okay for 20 minutes this one and got my phone quincy's phone my sister's phone and tracked to see which was the more effective fake moving iphone or phone holder in order to get kilometers to hatch eggs on Pokemon Go. So in like three hours, she got she walked like 52 kilometers. So this is like paying for multiple devices to move from a Ratatat to a Spiro? It's literally holding your phone and it's going side to side like this. Like, like a, a metronome. metronome. Exactly. For the people who don't have video because this is a podcast, not a video, she was moving her hands side <laughs> to side like a metronome, which is how I deduced metronome. So yeah. My mother, she's like, I think she's hacking. I think she's she's part. She's like an official Pokemon trainer. But you're she's like, no, she's like the Ash Ketchum of your household. <laughs> this is literally all of the Pokemon references you've got, right? Like that's the end of it. <laughs> uh, I, I still haven't busted out Team Rocket <laughs> or Misty or Brock. That's it. That was, that's it. That's all I know. That was it. We've hit peak. So Brandon, I, I think it would be entertaining. But now that I think about my mom now. If we're traveling that much and walking that much, she would be completely useless because she'd just be trying to catch Pokemon the whole time. Yeah, that's that's why it's good fucking TV. That's why it'd be <laughs> you and your mother and not you and your sister. So they pr- and they tell you that too. She literally did the exact same thing when we took her to Paris for her 60th birthday. Like we were at the fucking Eiffel Tower and we're like, "Mom, look, it's beautiful, it's shiny." And she's like, "Oh, there's a Mr. Mime. You can only get it in France." <laughs> I was going to joke that she'd be at like the Garden of Gethsemane and be like, "Oh, it's a Tauros." <laughs> but it's actually true. It's true. We're like, mom, we're here. Like, this is the actual yeah. statue. She's like, wow. She'd be in, I caught it. She'd be in the Tower of London and be like, a Meowth. It's a fucking Meowth <laughs> stealing the crown it's jewels. It's a shiny. It's a lucky one. <laughs> okay, that was number, f- that was only number five. That was 20 minutes. Okay, cool. My number four reality TV show that I would love to be in is Fear Factor. Oh, why? But I have a rule. No cockroaches. Okay, so you fucking Th- fail always at fear factor. <laughs> That's like the What are you talking about? If this is my if this is my list, then my one rule is no yeah, cockroaches I'd like to, on any of these I'd shows. I'd love to be in fear factor with no bees or wasps. <laughs> on all of these shows, my rule is no cockroaches in the amazing race, fear factor, and the other ones. But yes, I would do everything else on fear factor except the cockroaches. You'd probably do pretty good at flavor of love with no cockroaches, but any other reality television show, you're fucked. 
I feel like there would be a guy there named Cockroach. <laughs> but yeah, so the cockroaches, that's, I, there is not, a, oh, ooh, actually, no. I got two, three bug, three bugaboos. It's. What about heights? You're okay with heights? No, that's one of my bugaboos. So it's. What the fuck? Cock- you would be terrible <laughs> on Fear Factor. So cockroaches, aliens, this, the outer, the galaxy, well, like the, no. the solar system. And no, and the deep ocean where you can't see through the water, and then the solar um, system. You think they're going to send you to Mars? (laughs) Death by icicle. Those are my four. Have you ever seen an episode of Fear Factor? Aliens in the solar system are (laughs) safe for you. It's bugs and heights, which are like the two most common fears in America. And the thing that's on every single episode. All right. Okay. Fail. You, you're going to okay. fail. Next, next on the list. This is like the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> you failed in the first Number two. three is the show I talked about earlier called Paranormal Caught on Camera. So the premise you of the show You just said is, you hate aliens and you want to go into a paranormal it's not, show? Paranormal covers a number of things. Like That's all fake shit. It's not fake because people said- It's no, fake. No, Brandon. Brandon. People- film these videos on like high def cameras on their security cameras and they submit it to this gmail address that's very official and they go through the videos and then they interview people on like their phone on their computer and they're like hey brandon this video you sent in has an orb touching your child let's walk Tell us about that it. back a little bit let's walk back they have gmail addresses that are very official <laughs> yeah it's like it's like paranormal <laughs> caught on camera at gmail at gmail.com but this show is so good because it's literally like it's the cheapest production i've ever seen but like they have some really creepy footage so my dream is that i catch some type of footage that i get to be on the show and i'll be like hi guys i'm keisha from texas and i'm the one who shot the video and then insert crazy video. I was probed by ghosts. <laughs> I just, I want it. I want it. Okay, number two. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't know to reply to that. This, this is not a real thing. It's it not is a real, a real genre. thing. It's all fake. Why? I hate you. What's I number did, three? Like I will reply to it. I hate you. <laughs> oh wait, that was number three, and it was terrible. What's your number two? Number two is Brandon and I's favorite. 90 day fiance <laughs> but not on it as an actual like a not an actual couple i want to be like the side people like my friend is the you know what i mean like they come to me for advice and i'm just like yeah judging them as they're doing dumb shit across the country like, that bitch is just after an american citizenship <laughs> you want to be that girl why are you talking about your <laughs> wife brandon no i'm saying like Every single person on 90 Day Fiance, their friend or family member tells them like, oh, so-and-so is only interested in you. Like, Americans think there's nothing better than the Americans. So, exactly. so walk me Everyone's through 90, I've It's never kind of seen... like that leprechaun and that cereal. Oh, my God. You know how it works? I've never seen 90 Day Fiance. Just walk me through it. Give me like a couple of sentences on 90 Day Fiance. Don't you guys have a podcast just about that? It hasn't launched yet. Way to go, Billy. Sorry, spoiler Jeez. alert. Cross promotion. Forgive me for uh, generating interest, but please, I have no fucking <laughs> idea what this show is about. Okay, so 90 Day Fiance. The premise is any sort of international couple, one of them is always an American, and they meet these people either on like study abroad or on the internet or like on philippinecupid.com. And they meet these people and they form That's a real a, website. It says real website. And they form these relationships and they essentially have 90 days. Is it 90 days on the K-1 visa? If they get the visa, they have 90 days to get married or else that person yeah, once, gets sent back to their country. 
yeah, once the uh, immigrant comes into the United States, once they fly in and land, you have 90 days to get married. So it's kind of like most of the time people are either meeting online or on a vacation and they've only really, really spent like vacation times with the significant other. So when um, they finally come here and it's like the 90 days before they get married, it's like reality hits Mm -hmm. and you're not on vacation anymore and the relationship like falls apart and yep. it's all captured on television on cameras <laughs> is and this it's, is beautiful it's so i would good. love to know if the primary audience for this was like xenophobes who have problems with anybody who's not american coming to our country <laughs> and it's like yeah 75% of our audience hates any foreign but here's the thing the show is so successful that there's all these spin-offs there's like 90 day the other way and so that way that yeah. one is like the american going to the country and living with get them get me the fuck out of america <laughs> Yeah, and then I it was the, so the other way. Happily ever after is like following up on some of the couples. Pillow talk is some couples watching the current episode, the current season, and providing commentary, which is one of my favorite things. Wait, what? what- there's there's a reality <laughs> TV spinoff that is just yes. people watching so, the show and commentating. So people who used to be on the show watching the current it's season brilliant. of the show. This is idiocracy. This is actual idiocracy. It is the best thing ever. And then the best spinoff um, is before the 90 days. And that's basically where people usually have not met in person and you're seeing them meet for the first time in a foreign country. And it is... A disaster. I, I I don't know if anyone has gotten married from that show. There's been some people. We can't get off on a tangent on this. No. We'll wait for we'll wait for what's coming up in a couple weeks. But yes, that's my number two. Okay, are you guys ready for my number one reality show that I will caveat that I wish that I could be on this show when I was like in my early twenties and super single and didn't give a fuck about anything. All right, my Fuck n- Island. My number one is Next from on What's MTV. Next? <gasps> you don't remember Next? You yeah. don't remember? Okay, there was like five people on a bus, and there's one person who's trying to find a date, and these people come out of the bus one at a time, and they they have like these random facts, like like they do this thing. Do you remember this? Everything's yeah, blurry. That's, that's the, okay, the so Turn off your they come blur off the bus filter and try yeah. again. <laughs> They come off the bus and it's like they do these like, you know, those like montages where the care the people are getting introduced, but it's like Ashley. And then they have to share three facts about themselves. So she's like, Ashley's 20. She collects Starburst wrappers, idolizes Bob Barker, pooped in a box and mailed it to her ex-boyfriend. Like those are the three facts that she needs to share. And then she walks out and the goal is to last and see how long you can last. She wants to fuck people on a bus. No, the next. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me. So next people come off this. There's five singles. One person's the one that's trying to get these dates. One person comes out of the bus at a time. The longer the person that comes off of the bus stays on the date, the more money they get. So if they last like five minutes, they get $500. But there are times where the person walks off the bus, the guy sees them before they even say anything. The guy's like, next. And he's, and she just immediately turns around and goes back up the bus. And she's gone forever? And she's gone. Like she's out of the running. That's what happens to bus people. To be able to say just next to somebody and that's it. Just next somebody. And some people don't even like come all the way out of the bus and the person just sees them and it's like, no, next. 
I thought you were going to name that you wanted to be on that show, that Netflix show that's going on right now. The, um, how does it work? Like you're not allowed to have sex or if you do, it costs yeah, you money. Yeah, the don't bang show. Basically. The too hot to handle? Yeah. Remember, I think, weren't we arguing about what stuff yes, should be worth? Yes, because that, that show is dumb. So first of all, they talk, like they don't outline. That's the first thing I would have asked. Like I want to know what, what I what is costing me to do things? So like, I I kisses, just if they kiss, it's like three thousand dollars off of the main jackpot. Three thousand for what? Like it's three every time a couple kisses, it's three thousand dollars. Oh, that's way too much. Let me reset here. We're talking about Netflix's too hot to handle, and the only reason I know that is because in the last five seconds, I googled Netflix don't have sex show. <laughs> That's way too much for a kiss. How much is a blowjob worth? You said it, five okay. grand, right? No. Oh, 15. What? That's insane. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't have sex show Netflix, 38%. 15 grand for a, a, a beige and 20 grand for a P and the V. We'll say like P and the V for 20 grand. Let's say that's just the standard. Like base everything off of that. So I think anal should be like 15 grand. That's a lot. That seems high to me. Do you know how much of the U.S. economy that that would basically make virgins? <laughs> like if you, if you had to pay $20,000 to have sex, do you know how many virgins there would be? It'd be like only the top 10% of people have <laughs> sex. Uh, five grand difference between a beige and sex? Is that inflation? <laughs> Is that what would you put? What would you put a beach worth in the reality show? All right, if you get a beach, five hundred. Go bucks, to Vegas. Right? That's five hundred. Vegas bucks off will your total. tell you the real price of a beach. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's here's where I think it's unfair. There should be a different cost for the person doing it versus the person receiving it. Oh. So you're saying the person receiving it should get all the money for how long they last? The person receiving it should have to get more off of the jackpot. Then the person giving it yes. it's kind of like a Actually the person According to Lent Biscuit the, rules and the chocolate the starfish, they are actually it. contributing to the jackpot during the beach, I think is the way that Keisha, works. I think that would make the contestant giving the beach a prostitute, legally <laughs> speaking. <laughs> that's not no judgment. That's, I'm just saying that's why she wants to be on the show, and we'll cover that topic right. next in exchange, week in based on my cameo contribution. The first dollars that were earned by this Jeez. podcast were self earned. In exchange, that's right. It is. It's payment in exchange for a service. You right. You right. Can I tell you the two shows that I would want to that I wanted to be in as a kid, and then the, the show I wanted to be in as adult. Go. The reality show I wanted to be in as a kid was uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. That is not reality television. Awesome. <laughs> that is reality. It's like a reality competition, sports competition show. So all game shows are reality television? Yeah, man. Okay, fine. Forget it. Then the, I guess the show I only wanted to be in was Survivor. <laughs> you think you'd do well in Survivor? I don't know, Brandon. I think I could do well in Survivor. I could scheme. I think you'd get voted off really fast. Who are you to talk? You said you'd be good at Fear Factor. You're afraid of fucking bugs and heights. No one's going to vote me off of Fear Factor, though. I feel like people would vote Brandon off. Why would they vote me off Survivor? I don't know. I think you'd you'd be more entertaining on, like, Bear versus Wild. What? 
the survivor show the one where like the guy goes out yeah there was a whole celebrity edition do you remember that when like will ferrell went with him into the jungle for like three days (laughs) no brandon that could be you i think you would survive with bear grills he'll probably like make you eat cockroaches and stuff but i would pay to see that could you be on one of those naked shows like naked and afraid no man because everyone on those shows are like real good shape like they're in really good shape i can't (laughs) or maybe they get eventually in good shape after being naked and afraid the problem is it doesn't matter how good a shape you're in like unless you're just posing the human body is just naturally awkward and disgusting looking when it's doing most things. Is that like what you tell is that what you tell yourself, is Brandon? Gross. <laughs> no. Is that why you anamorphized us? Like we can't be our actual selves. We have to be a boar, a giraffe, and an octopus. Do you not like the giraffe? Is this what this is all about? No, I love it. It actually is kind of slimming to my neck. It it does fit. Yeah, it fits up. <laughs> Okay, Billy, let's hear your shitty five list. So, uh, Keisha, your list is absolute garbage. It's trite. It's terrible. And I can't possibly believe that you truly think you'd be good at any of those television shows, except for maybe the bus one. (laughs) The bus one is shockingly um, self-aware, and I'm proud of you for coming to the realization that you could date five men from a bus. (laughs) Or women. I mean, who's to judge? We don't know who's coming out of the bus. Uh, working from the bottom up, because that pisses off Brandon the most, which I'm all about. Uh, least important thing, the death of network narrative television. So basically, Brandon covered it earlier. Uh, people realize that it's really cheap and easy to make reality television shows. So all of the good television dramas that existed in the 90s, 80s, 70s, back before we had HBO and AMC and all these other people who are making the golden age of television as we know it. Uh, Basically, the television drama died thanks to how cheap reality television is. And the last good thing we got was Lost. And you could really see that tail off towards the last couple of seasons of Lost when it became a pile of burning shit. Lost was great every episode except for Lost is overrated. Yeah, Lost was great through season four, and then it fell apart like a flaming mackerel, which is really hard to describe a flaming fish, but that sounds pretty impressive. It did not. It came back, and it's strong. It was great. Oh, nope. It was terrible. So, uh, death of the uh, network narrative television. Uh, Think about all the sitcoms that existed that were great in the 90s, all dead. Uh, Basically, reality television killed that because it was cheaper to make that. Um the president that we have today is a reality television star. Our president, our commander in chief, our representative through the rest of the world was famous for being a piece of shit garbage businessman on the fucking apprentice. So that rules. Moving on next. Hashtag influencers. Number three. Thanks to reality television, I have to sift through hashtag influencer. Hashtag. Tag SpawnCon, sponsored content. By the way, you can log into Cameo.com and you can pay for our next topic. (laughs) Our next SpawnCon could be you on Cameo.com for Brandon Farmahini. And all of this you can blame on reality television. Fuck everything that has to do with Instagram whores, product whores, influencers, SpawnCon. I can't fucking stand it. It's basically the worst part of our entire society. Uh, so that could probably be the number one thing, but I put it at number three because maybe you like uh, Bob Vila products, whatever. Uh, number four, <laughs> annoying production tropes. 
Do you understand how reusable and cheap everything is in terms of reality television shows? Like, it's not art. It's trash. It's cheap, fast, dirty production. It's all about contests. It's all about putting people in fake scenarios. And it's all about the stupid cliffhanger. Like, every fucking break, every two and a half minutes, is, it's a cliffhanger with, like, a whooshing sound and a fade to white, <laughs> like a quick dissolve to white. And basically 50% of every reality television show is like a recap of the last episode and a pre-cap of the next episode. There's only But you need it for context. Yeah, you do, man. It's terrible. The only reason- You need it to get in the mood. It's like the Power Rangers, man. They did. There was only like two minutes of like new footage. Half the show were the goddamn Zords coming together. That's true, man. And it's the same thing every episode. The most justifying thing that's ever happened on the five long episodes of this podcast is you arguing that Power Rangers is an (laughs) ideal model for an edit. And the pre-cap and recap is. is fucking disgusting. Last but not least, (laughs) idiocracy. Do you realize how stupid society is becoming day by day and how much of that is related to the 24-hour news cycle? And in conjunction to that, that, the amount of airtime given to fucking bleach blonde dipshits who are sharing their society while being forced Xanax and bottles of Merlot. Fuck everybody who watches this show thinks it's real, buys stuff because of it, because of the hashtag SpawnCon, and sits there and says- Wait, which show? Because there's a real Housewives of Orange County. There should be a real Housewives of Dallas. And because there's WWF wrestling, we're going to morph that into WWE and make a diva show. (laughs) Fuck all of you. If you watch this and you actually think- Pick up a book, and I realize that if you're picking up a book, it should probably be hop on pop, and you don't know how to read. So here's the thing. You know he's going off the rails when he starts moving away from the camera. Like, you can only see half of his face. No, I'm doing that because I'm <laughs> popping my hip and because my microphone's over here. Is, is this a comment about the, the mic stand? You can just ask for a new mic stand, man. I'll get you a new mic stand. Watch. Watch what happens. Just watch. I'll get you a new mic stand. It falls constantly. Hold on, let me bend over like I'm on that bus show that Keisha described. (laughs) Guys, it is the cheapest... It's basically the Big Mac of entertainment. What we're talking about is three slices of bread, two slices of cheese, and two pieces of soy meat. Haven't you ever heard of a guilty pleasure, man? I have so many guilty pleasures, and they're all so much better than reality television. No. No. Come on. Like, 90 Day Fiance, I love my wife. We have a good marriage. Watching that show makes me feel better about my marriage, because I'm like, hey, we're better off than these fucking people. Yeah, man. There are statistics out there that basically tell you the uh, number of heightened suicide rates based on watching reality television, the heightened ratios of people who have body dysmorphia based on reality television. Maybe. It is a fucking (laughs) sickness. It's a virus and you're all a part of it. The, The thing you hate the most is Real Housewives, right? No, no, I I hate it across the board. I've never let me. Let, I I actually like took stock at what I've watched. I've took, I've taken stock in terms of anything that could be remotely considered reality television, and I came up with: do game shows count? Do cooking shows count? Do doc shows count? And do travel yes. shows count? 
Yes. So the yes. the the most true to form, and I I hate the pun here. The most true to form reality television show that I like is Drive to Survive, the Formula One show. And let me tell you this before I say anything. I don't even care about F1 racing, but that Netflix series is beautiful. It's like everything I cheapened about production tropes. It's a gorgeous television series. I watched The Great British Bake Off. I can't help myself. I bake. I love the baking show. Neil Foling is a really fucking funny dude. Anthony Bourdain rules. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. If you count that as reality television, it's a great show. And you know what? When I was in eighth grade, I watched WWF wrestling. And maybe that could be yes. considered reality television. I'm not quite that sure. Is. Oh, I'd love to do an entire episode on 90s wrestling. Well, if someone can wants we... to do SpawnCon, so... they can ping Cameo.com <laughs> and Brandon Farmahini and tell... Are you getting paid by Cameo what at this his, point? What, what are Brandon Farmahini's favorite three wrestling matches of all time? So I got a... <laughs> I got a buddy uh, on the subject of um, Real Housewives, and uh, she was telling me that she had an uh, acquaintance who wanted to respond to one of the casting calls for a Real Housewives show, and I'm not going to say where it was. And she like got everything ready, and then she told her husband, and her husband's like, no. And she's like, please, I really want to do it. Like, these are really the reasons. Like, no, no, no. Like, I know. Like, I don't have a problem with it per se. We, we just can't do it. She's like, why? He's like, well... So not all of our income is legitimate. So it was like how she found out, you know, that they're like fucking, uh, you know, the fucking mafia. (gasps) Yeah. Or drug dealers. I don't know. I don't know the extent of it. So there's a show on Netflix called Dirty Money. And in it, uh, there's an episode all about Donald Trump. And they have the producer from The Apprentice in the show talking about how they made The Apprentice. And the thing you take away from it is that it's just like a, it was like a total lie. Like the boardroom they built, they built out of an empty floor. It's all a set. Uh The reception that makes the Trump Tower look really nice, all a set. In reality, the Trump Tower looked like it hadn't been like renovated in like 30, 40 years or whatever. And one of like the most interesting things was that like Donald Trump like did not pay attention to fucking anything. He just made random whim decisions in the boardroom based on whatever. So they'd get into a situation where he would fire like the best guy or girl. And the editors would have to go back and try to make that person look incompetent in the edit in order to help justify why he fired that person in the boardroom. And it's funny because like a lot of people's perception of Trump when they were voting for him was as a good businessman because of the apprentice. Like, I don't think people realize that when people are making reality TV shows, there's a certain level of tongue in cheek that go into it. Like I've worked on a reality TV show, but a comedy reality TV show for a comedy company. So certain things like we record pickups for commentary. It's not live, like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I felt fine with it because it's comedy. Like, the point is to make people laugh, not, you know, find some bigger truth. Do you think the people who voted for Trump because they thought The Apprentice was real voted for Reagan because they thought he was like a great cowboy? <laughs> no, it's just, no, I don't think it's the same thing. I just think people think reality TV is more real than it, it really is. What 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 crosses the line? So if I'm a reality story producer, which is basically... 
the person that kind of asks the questions, tries to instigate things. Yeah. Is it over the line to ask talent like people in the show to recreate an argument they had off camera? So no. Uh, so yes and no, right? Because the emotion around it, the way that they control things in the edit may be falsified, right? It's like a documentary, right? If you take facts, but you add emotion to them and you add music to them and you add things that are to create empathy in the viewer or something like that, like film is a manipulative genre. So yeah. Well, so it's documentary. Yeah, which is documentary. And documentary is probably truer than reality television, right? So that that even bastardizes that a, a little further. Eh, let me let me give you an example. It may be, but a reality... Re, I mean, documentaries are still pretty manipulative. I mean, I just leave with these... They're music. super stilted. I'm not arguing for the... Uh, I'm not arguing that documentaries are a valid format of truth. I'm arguing that reality television doesn't even meet the criteria of documentary half the time. Fair. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like what, what's, what's, let me, let me take you to the far end that I'm aware of. And this is just, wait, wait, but, but, but yes or no is, is, is it acceptable? Like my question. No. Yes. That Keisha says yes, yes because Billy it's a personal no. experience. That it's it's no different than retelling a story of something that happened to you. Yeah, if you were actually doing that, but you're not actually doing that. It's like somebody else filtering you retelling a story of you. Yeah, but you're telling the like just have the same argument you had last night. Yeah, it's fine. So if I were to tell you, Keisha, that you and I got in an argument over what the topic next week was, and then Brandon asked me. Well, imagine if I would be so happy because that would mean imagine, you cared. That's true. Imagine if Keisha told you this, how would you react? That could end up in the edit. So is that an actual representation of the story that you were telling or is that an abstract? You lost me like 30 seconds ago. Well, it's okay. So it's it's like it's like when I've been listening to a lot of crime podcasts and they do a lot of investigations and like interrogations on the crime podcast. So one of the you're things- listening to other podcasts. Uh, awkward. Anyway, <laughs> so what they're <laughs> Sorry, doing is like so it's the same thing when they when like the cops want to talk to you and they're like, okay, well, like I know you didn't kill the guy, but let's say you did. And what what would that look like if you did kill the person? And then when they go to trial, they just take that one section of the filmed interrogation of them describing this dream that they had about killing someone or a hypothetical situation. And that's what they use as evidence. So unless, like, is that what you're saying? That like he could pull it from context and frame it in a certain way where it looks like we actually had that argument, but it's more of like a hypothetical situation? No, what I'm telling you, I guarantee case, you editors do that. Case, I object. Yeah, that's basically what reality television is, is a producer force-feeding you like, okay, your true story was informative, but what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this factor changed? And then you start commentating on that, and you're being fed with Xanax and Merlot and all sorts (laughs) of other like mind-altering substances, and you sign a piece of paper, and all of a sudden it ends up in the fucking edit. Have you ever heard a story about yeah. producers giving um, contestants booze to get them to do something? Yes. 
One hundred percent. That is absolutely what I've heard from people who have worked in that industry before. I know, I know that. I'm trying to get you to tell the yeah. story that I know you. I want to was tell. using <laughs> that as a lead-in, as a transitionary statement. You didn't need it. I provided yeah. the lead-in for oh you. You could have just said yes God. and said the story. Yeah, you could- now we have two you could have edited it out. Uh, so basically, I'm not going to uh, tell the story, and this podcast is going to fail based on your arrogance. I'm going to sit back. Damn. That's not arrogance. Damn. Okay. So, yes, Brandon, <laughs> to answer your question, I have a perfectly lined up story that you can basically kick a field goal through right here. But yeah, a buddy of mine uh, worked with a producer on a. And uh, basically, uh, somebody was told to invent a I may have cancer story to generate sympathy with the audience, and everybody was fed with wine and Xanax to over-exaggerate what could have possibly happened if that person had cancer until they got the desired effect. So yes, reality television is the exact opposite of reality in a lot of cases. In some cases, maybe totally different, but a lot of it's fucking bullshit. I was alluding to the naked chick story. Oh, yeah. So second story. Second story <laughs> about a people I know who worked in post-production for reality television. They fed a girl wine oh, and Xanax God. until they got her to strip down completely naked. Not just a little bit naked, like below the equator naked and filmed her. Uh, hold on. There's a technical term for this that I need to uh, look up. Um, the Mons deference is that a thing? I don't know. I just know about the Mons pubis yeah, that one. from um... that one. Okay. <laughs> so, so basically, the guys in the edit room learned exactly what that term was because they had to remove uh, a naked bush scene and replace it with rotoscoped panties so the producer convinced this girl to get super drunk and be naked on screen then she complained about it later and the editor had to spend time animating panties over her for for her for her footage to be used in the edit and they had to like figure out to go from tvma to tv14 where that physiological line is (laughs) And where they could, what is where it? They could is shoot it a, her nude the, the, without it... rotoscoping the panties versus where they could. <laughs> but what's the what? Where do you draw the line? Where where you draw the line is literally the mons pubis. <laughs> if you want to get super literal with it, uh, I had another. I had another friend who worked. I had another friend who worked in post production uh, in in that industry, and it's just like it's a joke. How little did people in production get paid in that industry? It's like a buddy of mine got $80 as a day rate and was working 18-hour days. That's terrible. $80 for an 18-hour day. That is... That's fucking terrible. God-awful. And he was fed like, oh, we have food in the office that you can eat. And he was fed Fritos and lollipops. Like a total, total joke. And he's sitting there just like... He's telling me that they shoot, Brandon, you know a ton about film ratio, right? Like, what is the average, like, shoot to edit film ratio that you think of off the top of your head? So the amount of footage that is shot, 15 15 to 1. The amount of footage... For a feature, 15. So they shoot 15 times the amount of footage that ends in the actual movie. Yeah, on a single camera, uh, you know, film shoot. So 
Reality yeah. television that these guys worked was 101. Yeah, because of all the different cameras. Yeah, I totally believe it. Yeah. But if you but that's reality television. It's not scripted television, quote unquote. It's not quote scripted television and you still have to do a hundred to one shoot to reveal the reality of the situation. That's not reality. It's a fucking falsified term. Yeah. And the other thing is like, you have to remember there's like a ton of reality shows that are script or that are shot and edited that aren't picked up. Like, like all of all the bad reality shows that you've seen, I can assure you there are so many more that have not been picked up that had pilots. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if an editor is choosing between representing something that happened realistically versus manufacturing a better, more entertaining moment, they're going to go for the more entertaining. And that moment. brings up a really interesting point from the people who did the, the pelvis shoot and they rotoscoped the underwear on. They basically were like, we were shooting this for X cable paid subscription channel and they paid for the first half of it and we lost funding because the TV show was so bad. So then we had to re-edit it from something that could show nudity to something that could not show it. So they completely re-edited the entire television series, the entire premise and tone of the television series, same footage, mind you, 100 to 1 ratio, to where they were like, oh, yeah, Jesus. let's take this to, I don't know, Bravo or something. That's what they were doing. That sounds horrible. If you ever get bored and you really want to see how far reality TV shows, reality, reality TV has fallen, download the TLC app and just go look at their whole network <sighs> of shows. What it is life. terrifying. It's I think so the worst fun. of which is like my crazy, what is it called? My crazy addiction. <gasps> And it's like these absurd addictions that certain people have. Like this one guy's in love with his car. No. Like literally the he one makes guy out who, with it. Who likes his inflatables? The floaties. Oh yeah. There's one guy who collects inflatables and he's in love with them. Uh total incel. <laughs> Pretty much every, it's this show should just be called incels. I don't know why they're lying and calling don't it something else. That. It just should just be called they incels. Form a union and shoot us all. You can't call people incels. Oh, fine. Please, if you're an incel, uh -huh. take your AR-15 elsewhere. We love you. We want you to have sex. You can check out have Brandon a great life. at Cameo.com. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, God if you're an involuntary celibate, I'm sure Keisha, Brandon, and myself will be happy to find you a lover. Look, man, if you're an incel... And you're thinking about murdering me. I'll give you a hand job to not murder me. For $5,000. I feel like that's a pretty good deal. That's, oh, wait, handies. That's, How much are those? Handies shouldn't cost anything. Listen. Handies are no, worthless. They... Your life is only worth a hand job? Like, come on. <laughs> get real. Yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go as a handy. You're not going to get, I'm not going to blow you. Keisha, you're only defending the handy because you don't like the blowies. <laughs> a team handy. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh. that Brandon laugh again. If you want a cameo video of just Brandon <laughs> laughing with that super creepy laugh, that's once again, C-A-M-E-O dot com. <laughs> and you can ask him to laugh all day and make that a topic of an episode and you'll save Keisha and myself a huge amount of time because he can just laugh like that for an hour. So what did we learn Today, that reality television is a pile of flaming shit. Sometimes I want to watch people that have it harder than I do to make me feel better about myself. That's Does that why make I me watch small? Yes. yes. 
but I'm honest with it and I'm okay with it. That's why I watch horror movies because I'm like, well, at least I'm not being haunted by like a demon doll. And it makes me feel good about my life. <laughs> I've learned that we need to do a second episode on reality television so that I can understand more about why you guys watch it because you've learned <sighs> about how much I hate it. It's so good. There should be a reality show like next, but like finding friends when you're in your 30s. I'll be your friend. Okay, but like I text you and you, you never you don't text me back. Again, you I text, text you the me Mortal in the Kombat of stuff, no text back. Day. Like we we're very busy. I'm so I'm like the most No, busy. this was on the weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. Just go to the Ozarks, oh. you'll find a ton of friends. What happened at the Ozark? Uh, a lot of people contracted COVID-19. <laughs> but you knew one of those guys who contracted and COVID, we'll didn't you? We'll tell you about He's that like, next episode or on all cameo.com. Right, right. Or on cameo. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we learned nothing. I learned that I need to put more effort into the outline because <laughs> it kind of went nowhere, but the outline goes nowhere. So it helps. I thought it was a, a great bit. episode. I'm really proud of my contributions. <laughs> no, I thought you did great. I thought Keisha did great. I thought Brandon was terrible. And um, I'll have to edit him in post. <laughs> That's okay. You're just the bank, not the talent. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.